and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be known to God the first thing I want to point out is the command that Paul gives not to be anxious and to be anxious is to worry to have cares to be troubled and so often we um, if if you yourself haven't felt or experienced anxiety I'm sure you know somebody that has and so there's many things that get us anxious there's many things that we worry about there's many things that trouble us whether it's money whether it's food whether it is relationships whether it is even going out and and seeing people you don't know interacting with people you don't know or even the people you do know whether it's family or or anything there's many things that cause us anxiety there's many things that we get caught up in and that we worry about and so many times in the scripture we're told to not worry to not be anxious and here in Philippians 4 6 it's um, after Paul says rejoice again I say rejoice let your conduct be known Uh, the Lord is at hand the day of the Lord is at hand and he says do not be anxious do not worry and so there's many people also that worry about death there's a fear of death there's a fear of what is going to happen when we die or when will we die There's many people who are paralyzed by this fear. And there's a fear also, I said before, of relationships, whether uh, romantic relationships, family relationships, uh, business relationships. There's always anxiety that can creep in that we when we worry about what's going to happen in those relationships or we worry about whether we're not going to make enough money this week with our hours being cut or how there's inflation happening that the prices at the grocery store are are rising but it seems as though um, the money in the our bank is decreasing and so whether or not we're going to have enough money is often something that somebody is anxious about and what our anxieties really do is it shows it, it's it's a, almost a window to our heart what we need and what we want we often worry about how we we worry about our interaction and how other people are going to interact with us we worry about the past sometimes we ruminate and we think and we just playing situations over and over in our head and we can become anxious about the past or anxious about the future but what this shows us is really what is in our hearts what we desire or what we need but we're told by Christ Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount Jesus says therefore I tell you in Matthew 6:25 Therefore I tell you 
Do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body. What will you put on? Is life more, is life more not more than food and the body more than clothing? And so when Jesus was saying that God clothes the fields, God feeds the birds, he says, God is taking care of you. Do not worry. Matthew, he, he, he ends this in Matthew 6, 34. He ends his thought saying, Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is, is, is its own trouble. And so we're not to be anxious about these things, but instead to look to God, to trust God. And so what are we to not be anxious about? Going back to Philippians 4, Paul says, be anx- do not be anxious about anything. So in any situation, we're not to worry, but instead we're to what? We're to look to God but in everything by prayer. And so prayer, we're told in contrast, instead of worrying, we're to pray. And in everything, we're to pray. Sometimes we often think that we, I've heard it said or seen other people uh, think this way, that, well, I'm not going to bother God with this little thing. You know, God is... I'm not going to bother him with this this little minor detail. But I'll wait until something really big comes. But instead, we're told that we should be praying about everything. And so we know through our studies, through uh, the greatness of God, that God is sovereign. God is infinite. God is all-powerful. God knows all things. God is so great. And there's nothing too hard for him. So there's nothing that is going to ever uh, take up his time or, or look as insignificant. So in everything, we're to go in prayer. In 1 Thessalonians 5.17, we're told to pray without ceasing. We're told to go to the Lord in prayer all the time, whether it's uh, just in our in our head or whether we're praying out loud or we're praying together we're to constantly be going to God with our worries going to God about what uh, looking for direction looking for wisdom we're to be looking to God in all things and so when we pray we're to go and think about God's character. We're to think about who he is and his attributes. So when Jesus starts the Lord's Prayer, he goes by saying, Our Father, who is in heaven, holy is your name. He's, he tells the disciples to pray like this. And the prayer starts with remembering and giving 
honor and giving adoration to God. We're to look to God, trusting in him. Philippians 4, 6 continues to say, and supplication. But in everything by prayer and supplication. We're to look not to God just generally in our prayers, but specifically. The supplication is asking for things in particular. That not just, oh Lord, provide for me. But go to your Lord, go to God with your specific requests. With your specific worries. With your specific anxiousness James 4 2 when James talks about uh, why there's so many divisions among them and he says you do not have because you do not ask we're to go to God and we're to ask we're to look to him Matthew 7 7 Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. We're to look to God with specific requests. And, of course, we know that he knows what we need before we ask. We know that he's going to take care of our every need. He know, we know that he knows what we want and what our troubles are before we even know. But we're still told that we're to go and ask. And so in the Lord's Prayer, as he continues, as, the Lord, as Christ Jesus teaches his disciples and teaches us, that we're to pray, give us this day our daily bread. And of course, Right after that, he teaches about how God takes care of the needs of the birds and the fields, and he will take care of yours. So it is an acknowledgement that God is our provider, that God is our sustainer. We ask in faith. We ask to build our faith by knowing that God is going to provide, but we need to ask we need to seek him out. And so we're to do all of this. We're to come and pray and ask for specific things with thanksgiving. Knowing that he is the God who provides. He is the God who is sovereign over all things. He is the God who is the only true God. The one who has given us his son the one that we are, by grace, allowed to call him Father, we're to be thankful, we're to be grateful, knowing that he is the God who provides. We're to have thanksgiving. 1 Thessalonians 5, 18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. That even when we know that we are having trouble and that we're casting our cares, casting our anxieties onto him, 
and we're still worried, we're to thank him. Thank him as though we have already received his blessing, already received the answer, already received what we have asked for. We're to acknowledge that he's the one that provides with gratefulness. Isaiah 12, 4. And you will say in that day, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, proclaim that his name is exalted. Calling upon his name as an act of worship we see throughout the Old Testament is going to him in worship and in prayer and that we're to give thanks to God. We're to look to him with a grateful heart. Hebrews 12, 28. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. Acknowledging who he is, acknowledging that he's their provider, acknowledging that he is the one true God and he is great. We come to him in fear and reverence and we're to have thankfulness. Not just for the little things, but also the greatest thing, knowing that he has given us salvation through Christ Jesus. Knowing that overall, although we may stumble, the Lord's right hand upholds us. Although we may have trials, we might uh, go through several afflictions, we know that the Lord's hand is upon us. And we can be grateful. Philippians 4, 6 continues to say, Let your requests be made known to God. Now, as I said before, the Father knows what we need before we ask him. But we're commanded to go and make our requests known. We're to... Our desires our needs, what we worry about, in everything, we're to go to the Lord in prayer. In everything, we're to look to Him. And Philippians 4 continues on and says, In the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We're to be rejoicing in the Lord, knowing that he is coming again. We're to seek him in all things. And we're not to be anxious. We're not to worry. We're not to be concerned. But we're also commanded to pray for one another. 1 Thessalonians 5.25 Paul is ending his letters to the church in Thessalonica, and he says, Brothers, pray for us. We're told that we're to pray for each other, for each other's needs, for each other's desires, 
for each other's well-being, for each other's salvation. We're to pray for those who persecute us. We're to pray for leaders and governors for their salvation. We're to pray for all men, knowing that this is pleasing to God. We're to go to the Lord and make requests. We're to go and speak to God, asking humbly for his grace. James 5, verse 13. Is any, any, anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. He continues on to say, Is there anybody that is joyful? Let him praise. If there's, and he continues to say that we're to come together and pray for someone who is in need. And that they will be restored. That the prayer of a faithful, that prayer and faith, God, God listens to and brings answers. We're to confess our sins to one another and to look to each other for accountability, but also for support in praying. We're to pray for each other's well-being, spiritually and physically. We're to look to God, knowing that he himself, through Christ Jesus, is praying for us. In the high priestly prayer, he prays for his disciples. He prays for those who will know him through their word, future disciples. We know that God is, Jesus Christ is ever interceding for us, that he is at the right hand of God praying for us. And we know that he is, through his spirit, praying for us through groanings that cannot be uttered when we don't know what we are to pray for that God himself is praying for us that God cares for us so much to even pray for our well-being our spiritual life that we should also too be praying for others not looking inward we of course we need to pray for ourselves but we need to also look to the needs of other people Look to the well-being of other people. We need to go and ask each other, how can we pray for one another? Even joining in small groups, knowing uh, someone that you are talking to on the phone, and they talk about something that they're going through. Don't just say, peace be with you, goodbye. But instead ask, can I pray for you? Can I, can I pray for you right now? You know, if you're talking to somebody in the grocery store and you hear them talk about all of the hardships, give them an example, but also pray for them. Not just giving an example by praying, but showing that you care for them, that you're taking time and, and that you're not ashamed, that you're not concerned about what somebody else is going to think but instead you pray and prayer is is talking speaking making our requests known to God 
So we, as Jesus prayed, uh, Jesus taught in the Sermon on the Mount, we're not to have many words, uh, make, making some fancy speech. We're not to have to need to sound so elaborate. We don't need to worry about really how we're saying it. But instead, we need to go earnestly, fervently to prayer, to God, praying, asking for him to, to provide our needs, asking to provide our, uh, our wants, to give us direction. We're to look to him and pray about everything. And we're to encourage one another to pray about everything with gratefulness, with thankfulness, with thanksgiving, knowing that he is the one who hears our requests, having faith, knowing that he inclines his ears to us, and that God is... God is sovereign God is all powerful he is infinite he is in all places at once and that he knows what we need and that when we come in appreciation we start to stop thinking about all the things we don't have and we start to think about all the things that God has blessed us with and we give thanks to God. And we know and acknowledge that he is the one who has made all these things happen, that is provided, that he has given us new hope. And so when we have a God who loves us, who is in control of all things, what are we to worry about? What are we to be anxious about? But instead, we're to not be anxious. And we're to trust in God, looking to him through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, making our requests known to God. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord that you have made a way that we can come to you, come to the throne of grace, looking for mercy in a time of need, knowing that you hear us, that you know our needs, that you know what we need, not just physically, but spiritually, that you are so perfect and your wisdom is above our wisdom. Your thoughts are above our thoughts. And that you work all of these things, everything we go through, all afflictions and troubles, to our, our good, to, to conform us to your Son, Christ Jesus, that we would become more like you, trusting in you. I pray, Lord, that you would remind us to pray not to jump to being anxious, not to jump to being worried, not to jump to what am I going to do, but instead know that you are Lord.
of all. You are king of kings. And that we can trust in you in all situations. And that we can make our requests known to you, having faith that you hear us and that you know what's best for us. I pray that you would be with us and be with those who we have prayed for before this message. Lord, I pray that you would work by your spirit in this congregation that we would come to you and become a more prayerful people. Pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for joining us in person, and thank you for joining us online. Have a great evening.